It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francita Hallris. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Hallris, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Hallris is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hallris. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Listeners, we're continuing our new leadership learning series, quote, A Life in Transition on our pathway forward. And today's focus, listeners, is the transition from the flesh to the spirit wall. In the last series, we talked about that physical wall, World War I, II, and the ancient wall. Today, we have a special rendering, listeners, by Jason Bradley, and it reads as such, What is spiritual warfare? Walk in the Spirit. The Bible tells us, listeners, the story of the world's creation, humanity's fall, and God's plan to reconcile the world to himself through the death and resurrection of Jesus. It goes on to explain, listeners, the church's responsibility to go into the world, the whole world, and make disciples. Matthew 28, verses 9 through 20, listeners. The narrative of humanity's fall introduces us, listeners, to the devil, who is also called Satan and the forces he has brought to this world. These forces, listeners, were responsible for tempting humankind to stray from God's will. Read Genesis chapter 3. And have worked today to undermine God's plan at every turn. In fact, the Bible repeatedly shows us, listeners, that the world is a war zone and humans find themselves in the middle of an ongoing battle between God and his enemy, Satan. But the spoiler alert, listeners, is God wins. 
Now listeners in the Bible, the Gospel of Matthews offers a glimpse behind the curtain into the conflict between these two kingdoms. Then they bought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, quote, could this be the son of David? Unquote. But when the Pharisees heard this, listeners, they said this, quote, it is only blessable, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons, unquote. Matthew 12, 22 through 24, the New International Version listeners. The man bought to Jesus in this story is blind and mute. These are conditions, listeners, naturally attributed to physical causes, but not necessarily considered signs of demonic oppression. In this case, Matthew says demonic oppression was the reason for these problems. In response to Jesus freeing the man from his demon and healing his blindness and muteness, a group of religious leaders called the Pharisees, accusing Jesus of using Satan's power to drive out demons, listeners. They say he's trying to fool people into following him, they said. But Jesus answered them this way, listeners, quote, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them this, quote, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. Every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Now listen, as Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand, listeners? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, why, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or, again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house, listeners, and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder in his house. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Unquote. Matthew 12 verses 25 through 30 listeners. Jesus tells the Pharisees that they, what they're saying doesn't make any sense listeners. There's a lot at stake in this conflict. And Satan isn't playing games. The very fact that Jesus is casting out demons should be seen as a confirmation, listeners, of his message that the kingdom of God has come. Amen. Then Jesus lays out a fundamental truth, listeners. 
There are no sidelines in this wall. The kingdom of God has come. And we're either with Jesus or against him. There are millions of ways to oppose Jesus's work in the world. But those who are with him are focused on the same goal, building his kingdom by both knowing and following him and by helping others to know him too. Now let's notate listeners. On the cross, Jesus won the war. And we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. If you'd like to be a guest speaker on a power family, give us a call at 904-234-6970. That's 904-234-6970. Let us help us get your business out to the world. Welcome back, listeners. On the cross, Jesus won the war. There are multiple times in the Bible when Jesus calls the devil, quote, the prince of this world, unquote. John 12, 31, 14, 30, and 16, 11, the NIV version listeners. Before Jesus's ministry began, he traveled into the wilderness alone. There, Satan came and tempted him by showing him all the kingdoms of the world and saying this, listeners, quote, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours, unquote. Luke chapter 4, verse 6, the NIV version listeners. Jesus didn't challenge the truth of this statement because the devil really does, listeners, have authority over this world. Instead, Jesus quoted this, Deuteronomy 6, 13, in response, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only, unquote. Luke chapter 6, verse 8, listeners. Listeners, when Jesus asked the Pharisees, how can anyone enter a strong man's house? and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up that strong man, unquote. Listeners, he was addressing a significant problem to bring humanity away from the power of Satan and back to a relationship with God. He would have to deal with Satan's power and influence amongst the kingdoms of this world. Listeners, Paul, a follower of Jesus who wrote several books of the Bible, says that Jesus dealt with Satan's power and influence when he died on the cross. He was writing to a group of Christians in one city. He said this, listeners, quote, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it. He took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed, listeners, he disarmed the spiritual rulers of it and authorities of this world. He shamed them publicly 
by his victory over them on the cross. Read Colossians 2, verses 13 through 15, listeners. Listeners, because people do bad things that go against God's best for them, which is what the Bible calls sin, they are destined for death without Christ. The, quote, spiritual rulers and authorities, unquote, that is the devil and his evil forces, they want to see God's creatures die because they hate God. The name Satan, listeners, S-A-T-A-N, comes from a Hebrew word that means, quote, accuser, unquote. The devil accuses people of their sins before God so that they can be punished for them. Now, listeners, this helps explain why Jesus described his purpose this way, quote, the Son of Man, unquote, which is what Jesus often called himself, quote, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, unquote. Mark chapter 10, verse 45, listeners. A ransom, listeners, is a payment made to free a hostage. On the cross, Jesus set people free, listeners, by paying their ransom with his life. When he died, he made it possible for God to forgive people's sins. He took away the power Satan had over the people when he accuses them of sin. Listen, this is how Jesus won his victory for you and me. Amen. And listen, to top it off, Jesus didn't even stay dead. He rose from the dead. Now listen, let's notate number two. The devil still has influence. The devil still has influence, listeners. But God's triumph on the cross doesn't mean the conflict is over, listeners. In many ways, the conflict has escalated. And some of the first Christians were suffering because of what they believed. Another one of Jesus' followers, Peter, he warned them, quote, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, unquote. First Peter 5, verse 8. Listeners, even though Jesus has demonstrated his power and glory on the cross, the devil is still hard at work. One of Jesus' early followers wrote this, quote, We know that the whole world is under the control of the evil one, unquote. 1 John 5, verse 19. Listeners, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are on the front lines of this cosmic battle. Jesus introduced his kingdom into the world like a tiny seed. Matthew 13, 31 through 32. And it is growing as people discover the truth of the gospel message and turn to him. Listeners, but it's pushing against a firmly established demonic structure in this world today. And that structure, listeners, is fighting tooth and claw against people knowing Jesus personally 
and growing in his righteousness. Paul explained this listens to another church in his writing. He said this, be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power of him. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Amen. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, listeners. Paul's emphasis, listeners, is on being able to withstand that devil's assault. But he also wants us to make sure God's people understand the boundaries of spiritual warfare. Christians ought to consider themselves at war with other people. Kingdom of God is in conflict with satanic authorities and the systems of oppression that they use to keep people enslaved and downtrodden listeners. Now let's notate number three listeners. Spiritual warfare is resistance. Tricky thing here about spiritual warfare is that you're never really instructed to attack the enemy. Paul encourages the Ephesians to put on their armor to stand against that enemy's schemes. Now, in fact, listeners, you destroy Satan's domain not through combat war, but by showering about Jesus with us and standing firm in doing good and obeying his will. But as you do this, listeners, you need to be aware that the enemy is out to trip you up and make you ineffective. Another of Jesus' followers named James, listeners, summed up the key to spiritual warfare this way, quote, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist that devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Unquote. James 4, 7 through 8, listeners. Listeners, you're not equipped to fight hand-to-hand -hand with an enemy you can't see, especially since that enemy wants nothing more than to distract you from growing in your knowledge of Jesus and walking with him. Dad, listeners, you engage in this conflict by submitting yourself to God and ridding yourself of Satan's influence goal of spiritual warfare is to resist the devil's schemes as you give yourself to God's work, listeners. Listeners, Peter reinforces this in the letter he wrote to the suffering Christians. He said this. This is how he follows up his warning that the devil is prowling. He's prowling around like a lion. He says, quote, Peter, Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings, unquote. First Peter 5, verse 9, listeners. Like James, 
in Peter encourages you, listeners, to repel the enemy's assaults by being faithful. Peter says, you resist that devil by standing firm in your faith. People often say that a good offense is the best defense. But when it comes to the enemy of your soul, listeners, the Bible wants you to understand that a good defense is the key to tearing down demonic strongholds. Amen. Thank you for listening to Empower Family with Francina Horace. With your donations, we are able to bring you God's Word. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com and press donate. That's www.coachtapefoundation.com. Don't forget that God is always in your corner. Now, welcome back, listeners. Let's notate spiritual warfare and the full armor of God. One of the key biblical passages on preparing for spiritual warfare was written by Paul, listeners. It's the next part of the verses quoted from him previously. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, Stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, listeners, take up the shield of faith, he writes, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, unquote. Ephesians 6, 13 through 17, listeners. Like James and Peter, listeners, Paul's concern is the ability of the believer to stand their ground. To illustrate how to do that, he invokes the armor, imagery. But it's important to notice that the focus is on the protective, defensive nature of that armor listeners. And let's take a look at Paul's metaphor of what that armor is, listeners. And we'll start with the belt of truth. In the same way the armor is held together and supported by the belt, listeners, the Christian life is supported and held fast by truth. You understand the truth about who God is, listeners. Your identity as his child and heir and the nature of spiritual conflict, you're not easily taken in by the devil's schemes. That's the belt of truth. Now let's go to the belt of the breastplate of righteousness, listeners. When it came to protecting yourself in battle in ancient times, the focus was on protecting the heart. And the head, listeners, you didn't scrimp on a breastplate. Your torso was the largest, most vulnerable target. In the same way, listeners, the enemy attempts to target your good works. Not only does moral failure hurt you personally, but it undermines the gospel. 
So be capitalists to protect yourself from getting knocked out of the battle by moral callousness. Amen. Let's note, take next, listeners, the feet fitted with readiness from the gospel of peace. And listeners, this readiness comes from the peace of knowing that you have been made right with God. This peace can make you ready not only to stand firm in the Lord, listeners, but also to share that peace with those around you. You have been given readiness, listeners, to persevere in pursuing Christ Jesus. Even though you are in a battle, listeners. You are a minister of a gospel of peace. Amen. Let's look at that shield of faith. Listeners, every attack Satan launches at you can be blocked by faith. By simply trusting in the Lord, listeners, and acting on that trust, you create a barrier that the enemy cannot penetrate. This doesn't necessarily mean that you'll never suffer difficulty or harm, listeners. But in the midst of these trials, don't let the enemy shake your confidence in God's goodness and God's plan. Amen. Now let's take a look at that helmet of salvation, listeners. The head is the other vital area that a soldier needs to protect. What's interesting here, listeners, is that you protect your head with what's inside of it. The knowledge of your salvation. Listeners, if you are a follower of Christ Jesus, the Lord has already delivered, redeemed, and liberated you. Satan's armies can never do anything, listeners, to take that away from you. Listeners, this means that while he may attack you, his plans are ultimately futile. Amen. Now, listeners, let's take that sword of the Spirit. Now, listeners, this one Offensive element of God's armor is the sword. Paul tells you that the sword of the spirit is the word of truth. Listen. He's not telling you that you should attack people with God's word. He's not saying that. Rather, as Jesus demonstrated during his temptation. Matthew 4 verses 1 through 11. You counted the enemy's attack. By relying on spiritual and scriptural truths. As you proclaim God's words and God's truth, listeners, the spirit goes before you. Amen. Listeners, let's notate number five, taking spirituality, warfare, seriously, and we'll be right back. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. 
All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. Now welcome back, listeners. Taking spiritual warfare seriously. And listen, spiritual warfare is a serious business. That's why you need to be careful in the way you approach it. You need to be aware that God has an enemy who is committed to making you ineffective by whatever means necessary. But you need to remember, listeners, that it is not your battle. Like a sheep surrounded by wolves, You are safest when you remain close to the good shepherd, Jesus. Thank you for joining Francita Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 